That shit, that's a gateway. Oh, okay, we're going about it. SpongeBob's an alcoholic. I was hoping to grab a little bit more of that before he realized I was recording. Well, welcome to the SpongeBob is an alcoholic zone. <laughs> welcome to the Ringo Zone. SpongeBob is an alcoholic. I'm Kayla. <laughs> I'm Natasha. And I'm Max. And we're talking about the big show. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I like this one. We're talking about Sadie and the Killers and their Spinal Tap documentary. I gotta say, I don't know, I probably should say this for final thoughts, but it's on my mind now, so I'm just gonna say it now. Mm-hmm. Is, Go ahead. I think this episode, and also the last episode, um, what was called, like, Your Mother and I or something, mm-hmm. I think together, the two of them highlight this real interesting new school of, like, philosophy and new style of storytelling in modern cartoons. And I think, like, they highlight both, like, the best and worst aspects of this. I want to get into this more later, because I don't want to, like, front load this with, like, something so big. But it's just, like, when you think about it, not much happens in that episode and even the stuff that does happen happens really unconventionally but i'll save that for the end so for now let's just so what do we think of the band and the music i really like the genre that they settled on and i think buck is a treasure and we need to protect him at all costs Definitely. Buck is by far my favorite cool kid. Oh yeah, no, we we don't deserve him. And like the fact the fact that he acknowledges that Greg like taught him everything he knows about playing the guitar in a cool manner is yeah, is like great great through line from guitar to yeah no it's a great through line and it's also just like a really wholesome uh like expression guitar dad dads you yeah. That is what he does in this episode. Guitar dad dads them. Yeah, no, Greg Greg just is scooping up all of the children into like this big old children pile uh, around him. And now <laughs> he is responsible a disconcerting for the entire yeah. pile of children that he has just... I don't like, I don't like a unit of <laughs> I don't like that doubling down children on the child being pile. a pile. Yeah. <laughs> The child pile is not does not pile. deserve this groundswell. Is the, this is not an optimal child. <laughs> I don't know like how much groundswell the child pile is getting. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I think my job here is done. I'm having made a my great skin time. crawl. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Greg Greg is everybody's father. Um, I I don't know that he's ever like managed a band before. This. I think he was only ever the band. From what Greg's talked about before, I feel like Greg managed himself first before Marty came along. Yeah. And even after Marty came along, Greg was still the one handling most of the work. Like, he was running his own merch booth. Marty yeah. should have been there no, doing Mar- that. Marty Instead, was Marty was off. Sour cream. Hey. Oh, so that's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. What is with you today? I'm just in a really good mood today. I missed you guys. <laughs> okay. I miss yeah, you guys. I like I like to imagine whenever Greg tries to like do anything like business or managerial, he's just like, all right, let me think back. What did Marty do? Not Throw that, that off the, the opposite. Table. <laughs> Throw that off the table. And I will do everything but that. Like I I think I think oh, Marty man. actually like got him gigs but didn't do much else. Yeah. Yeah, well, Marty... Marty's a connections guy. That's why he's yeah. got the fucking money. Marty was the hype man. 
Um, which I don't know that he ever actually even did a great job of that, but I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, no, he I, didn't really even introduce Greg at the shows mm-hmm. as far as we know. It, it Greg did that. It sounds like he is a got, shitty manager. Well, yes, he's a shitty manager. Um, but he sounds like he got, he like booked venues, but didn't like actually care like what it was that Greg was doing as long as he, he like made money. The which, money. Yeah, which exactly. ultimately didn't pan out for Marty. All all Marty cared about was the rock and roll lifestyle, but not the rock and roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, guys, guys, fucking Greg is managing Marty's kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. How the turntables. <laughs> uh what's that from again? Um, I don't know. Tumblr. I love Bucky's or not Bucky's. Bucks. Bucks. He's not yeah, Captain yeah, America's sidekick. Not but like eight days ago. But <laughs> I love his obvious witch cat costume, which I don't see why anybody would ever interpret it as anything else. He seemed so hurt. He, he was. I would be hurt. He too. was so hurt. He like he like he was like so so looking forward to the just outrageous response to this awesome witch's cat cosplay that he's put together and he's just like oh 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 no (laughs) it's like when you when you like put a piece of art out there and someone's like is this from x and you're like oh no no it's 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 from y and they're like oh oh Oh. (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what that's the crisis so I want to talk. Let's about- talk about Barb. Yes, let's like talk. Barb. That was yes. You read. My welcome mind. to the Barb zone. Barb. Like, welcome to the Barb zone. I'm gonna play the intro again. That sounds like <laughs> something yeah. she would say when introducing herself. Oh my god! If Greg and Barb had a podcast, oh, that'd be the best podcast. It would be about how much they love their children. That would be the most wholesome podcast I've ever heard. Yes. I, I would I would actually love like a podcast that's just a bunch of the adults of each city, just like Greg, Barb, and Vidalia. Talking about All how proud the... they are of their children. Yeah. Not necessarily just them being old and riffing on each other. Oh <laughs> my god. Um, we need to talk we need to talk about their performance though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, actually, so... wait, wait. Really quick side okay, note before yep, before yep. we get into that. Yes. I do want to talk about how great Greg is with talking to children. Um, because he, he talks, he talks to Steven and he talks to Connie and he talks to Sadie as of, as of, uh, oh, and, uh, fucking Ruby. Um. And he had, he was, you know, guitar dadding Buck. Yeah, no, before. so I'm, I do want to give Greg Dad of the Year Award to the pile of children that he has scooped up around him. No! <laughs> okay. Also, you, you can imagine the amount of time that Vidalia yeah. and Greg have hung out. Greg's basically a second slash third dad to um, Sour Cream. Sec- four? Fourth. Depending on how you count it. Steven is Steven is starting to, like, by tw- as the show progresses, he is starting to exude massive big dad energy. BDE. <sighs> big dad. I mean, big dad, big dad energy. energy. I mean, so, both of them do's, if you know what I'm saying. I, 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 the stage performance, <laughs> really good. Okay, so I fucking love Sadie coming out of the fucking coffin, like kicking her like, way out of the coffin, like screaming Jay Hawkins. Like got that bit, got that big old FOMO. Dead Sadie does. Okay, we talked about how the footage quality goes up immensely. Yeah. Like how it clearly wasn't filmed on Steven's camera. I kind of got the feeling that at a certain point it transitioned from Steven shooting to like the official camera people of the event shooting but here's here's my thing that's the inadvert in-universe reasoning 
But I feel like the out-of-universe reasoning is that the Crewniverse came up with this really fun thing with, like, a cool performance and visuals, and they wanted it to be clear as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need actual cinematography for this part. Well, I gotta say, I wonder, do they just play the one song, or do they have, like, a little well, thing? Well, th- for, within the context of an 11-minute show, it has to, it has to be made shorthand, you know? So I'm sure they had... A at set, least, uh, yeah. A, at least a little bit of a set, but for the purposes, I figure maybe they had like a three song. Yeah, I was set thinking a three best. song set. Yeah, and and like like Kayla said, in the context of a eleven minute show, it would be kind of repetitive and unnecessary for them to sing songs that we've clearly heard them sing before, or like to just repeat that for a show. So they Although, just they show the new song huh. that they wrote. They're like, hey, we wrote this song. This is a new song. We're going to show it on the episode for, like, the big show. Because because of the limits of the medium through which this story is being told, we only get one song of theirs, as if that was the whole concert. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just putting it out there that I want the whole concert. Oh, no, I agree. Like, I want all of, I want their whole set. Like, I desperately want their whole set. I really, really, really love the music. Oh, yeah, no. Like, uh, Sadie Killer and the Suspects, like, I would legitimately, like, pre-order. I would put in the effort Same. to pre-order an actual full listening. album release of uh, that type of music. Yes. I will say, to the show's credit, when I first watched the episode, I did legitimately think that Sunshine Justice was Barb in a fucking hat and trench coat, essentially. I love the fact that she wasn't. I know, that was that's why the twist worked, because you don't really, like, the, Greg talking to that uh, publicist, uh, talking to Sunshine, like, it was so, like, minuscule in terms of how much attention it got that your brain doesn't really latch onto it, and your brain is so latched onto the Sadie thing that, like, legitimately it does come off as an actual twist when it occurs, because it's such a heavy plot point. And I'll, I'll give the show credit to that and that that twist did actually work for me. Yeah. Obviously, the whole point of the episode was to show how far Barb and, and Sadie's relationship has come and how far Sadie's relationship with, like, herself and her band has come. Because this this is taking place while Lars is in space. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that. Yeah. The, the end of the episode is Sadie angry that her mom is trying to support her (laughs) and then being like fine fine i'll go all out i don't like i have nothing left to lose she's here there's nothing i can do about it and then being kind of disappointed when she wasn't when her mom yeah because because of the talk that again uh best dad award for the pile of children that he has scooped up around himself to parent uh (sighs) that he (laughs) greg greg was like it's like listen i know that she's your mom and that things can be annoying but maybe uh look at it from this perspective is that when i was starting out in music my parents were like really squicked out by it and didn't want to talk to me at all um so like sadie has had a really big old change of heart and that is a beautiful thing and i love it and i love sadie and i love sadie killer and the suspects and i love this episode and i guess that was my final thought (laughs) i feel a lot i feel a lot of um I guess this is my final thought because I wanted to relay that into what you were just saying. Um, As somebody who's grown up uh, very artistically inclined and a person who really loves like different forms of media like music and movies and animation and cartoons and everything like that and just art in general, growing up in a household that was 
stereotypical America sports and live action TV to like hear Greg talk about like, oh, when I was growing up doing the music thing, my, my parents never really wanted to get involved. And that moment really like cemented in me like this feeling of like relatability to all the characters of Steven Universe because every all the characters of Steven Universe are all very artistically inclined in one way or another, be it <clears> music or drawing or uh, anything like that. And it, it, it I don't know, it, it struck a chord with me because I really relate to Greg in that sense where it's like, like not that my parents were like completely are, are completely neglectful of my artistic endeavors because they're 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 supportive as any parent a typical parent would be but they're not really like like they don't like they're like oh yeah do your thing but they don't get it you know they it, it's a different passion yeah like they they just it, they're, you're speaking a language that they don't understand exactly and it's just like that's you know, largely how it is with me too like yeah, yeah like I I. Like they they'll sit they'll sit there and they'll appreciate the fact that I appreciate it, but like if I try to bring it towards them, like towards their direction, they're just they're like deer and they're like deer in headlights. It sounds like they're hearing me speak Latin whenever I talk about anything related to it, and it just I don't know that moment struck a chord with me that like I don't know I just I, I found that to be a really uh, emotional moment I guess yeah. Like, like support a support structure is a support structure, yeah. you know, and and it's good that you have it, even if sometimes you don't want it. Yeah, everybody everybody wants to believe that because everybody obviously loves what they lo- like. If you love something, that's it's obvious you love it. On, on to a degree, it's like that should be all there is because it's like if that is your passion, go for it. But obviously, like you kind of want to feel some sort of outside source of validation in that love that you have. Like you want somebody who matters to you to look at what you're doing and agree with you to uh, agree with you that that is something that is worth following. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that, that was uh, the moment the kind of standout emotional moment for me. And that's why the whole Sadie's moment at the end there, wishing that her mom was there also struck a chord as well. Just that whole emotional through line was really nice. And I guess that's my final thought and why I think that this episode really worked for me. But yeah. My final thought, and I'm bringing this back kind of full circle to what I was talking about at the beginning, um, because the stuff with Barb is really kind of where I'm getting with this. That's what made me start thinking about this. Through the episode, the whole Barb thing is, okay, so Sadie's mom, like, wants to support her and her musical endeavors, and Sadie doesn't want her around because of Barb going pageant mom before and in general, like, in her life. Um, So Barb respects that distance, and then Sadie thinks she's there and she's not, and then she has this little heart-to-heart with Stephen about at the end. And Sadie decides, you know, at like Steven's suggestion that she wants the next gig to be somewhere Barb can watch it. And that is so non-traditional for how you would tell this story in any TV show. In any other TV show, like Sadie would have a conversation with Barb. Like, we, we have, obviously, you know, this whole show is constant Steven vision, so we can't break away from that. But because of that rule, like, and, you know, also just other timing stuff, ultimately, the emotional payoff to that story arc would be, like, getting to see the two of them talk about it. 
But in this show, we don't get to see that. But also that's okay. Because in not getting to see that, we realize that we don't need to see that. We don't need to see Sadie enacting what she's learned from her lesson in order for her to have learned it within the episode. Because I guess like Steven Universe kind of adopts from this similar philosophy of storytelling as Adventure Time. And I guess for a while I thought like this is just what cartoons are going to be, but ultimately they're not. Like We Bear Bears isn't really like that. Craig of the Creek isn't really like that. Star vs. the Forces of Evil really isn't like that. The fact that Steven Universe still does that stuff is what makes it stand out and what makes the way it tells any individual episode's story really interesting. At the end of the day, my big underlying problem with a lot of Steven Universe is a feeling that the Crewniverse just kind of does whatever they want, but at the same time, that's probably what the initial attraction was. No, I agree with that, because, like, like even in the sense of, like, Adventure Time being wacky, haha, weird, random bullshit happening in every episode, it still felt kind of, like, like a, because it was a cartoon, and it had that wildness, it was just, like, very wild cartoon bullshit, which was part of the, is just part of the course for American kids programming. But Steven Universe is, like, so like weirdly grounded in in the way that it writes its characters and that ended up because it was so grounded it feels different from other cartoons because like a lot of cartoons try to like hide that sort of uh realistic take on characters behind the crazy stuff happening and adventure time does that uh tenfold because steven universe is so like bare and upfront with it um it stands out in that regard and those weird uh idiosyncratic choices that they make and how they tell their stories with with the whole steven's perspective thing make it feel a whole lot different from basically anything that was coming out that was and is coming out at the time and it just i don't know i think that like, like you said that lended towards the initial draw because it felt so weird and different where it had these this really wild way of telling stories with high um, sci-fi concepts like shape-shifting aliens that confuse with each other, but at the same time the characters have this like weirdly like sad vulnerability to the way that they're written. Uh, But I think that was that to its credit is why a lot of it, like why it caught on like wildfire uh, on the internet was because of all that weird shit that it decided to do. And it's a double-edged sword because some of the stuff doesn't work out, and it makes uh, a lot of for a lot of valid complaints about the show. And some of it does work, and that's why it's given such uh, high regard among animation fans. Uh, so I agree. I guess that's my second final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was really super well put. Um, I don't have a second final thought, uh, so I'm 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 going to close it out. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks, everyone. We love you. Bye. The payoff is nothing, I guess. The payoff is nothing. Why do you, Max? You hated that so much, and now you're kind of insisting that we do it. I want to know. It grew in. It grew yeah. on me. It grew. Okay. All right. Do you want to? Do you, you want to take it from now on then? <laughs> no. Okay. Just you didn't remember to do it, and I did. Okay. So I go. did. I will not. Child piles will not grow <laughs> on me, though. <laughs> well, you see, you said that about the payoff is nothing. I don't no, want child I, I, piles to grow on me. Uh, that payoff, sounds very contagious. 
Oh no, it does. The payoff is piles of children that you scoop up around you. No! She's someone's daughter. I'm someone's daughter. She's gotta be. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm what are you sure implying, Max? That I would attach to a baby or a robot, and either one of those I'd be probably fine with. Yeah, that's cool. Test tube robot. That's a band. A name. test tube robot. Ooh, write that. Someone write that down. Write that down the fuck now. It's written it's down you? in audio on the internet no, now. No, you need to write it down, Nat. Alrighty, yeah. I wrote it down. Are we calling Natasha Nat now? Or are we just I doing did just, this? I am hot off the heels of Endgame, so. Yeah, we all are. Okay, it's Nat now. Yeah. Oh my god, does that. Uh, wait, oh, no, wait, oh, shit. We oh, can't. Oh, damn it. I don't want to say Endgame spoilers, yeah. but now we know how. <laughs> in the Ringo Zone podcast. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll bleep this out. And, and, yeah, no, I'm yeah. But we I'm know. Gonna, no, 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 you gotta keep it. Although, word of God, Russo Brothers decreed that as of tomorrow, the spoiler ban is lifted. Oh, shit, that so, means we, can te- oh. we technically don't have to bleep this out. Yeah, no, but it would probably be much more funny if we did the first bit. <laughs> ah, true. Yes, yes, it would. So we're just, um, at this point, people have been listening to about a minute and a half of just a constant, like, tone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God, that's podcasting. Is it Revenge of the Fifth? Yeah, it's Revenge. it is Revenge of the Fifth. Now you know what kind of person you are if someone utters May Fifth and you either say Star Wars Day or Cinco de Drinko. That oh, is, that is the I've defining never, line. Oh, right. in my Cinco life. De Mayo. Ever yeah. heard the phrase Cinco de Drinko? That's well, right. Then, it's well, a you Mexican holiday that we've co-opted to drink. Precisely. No, and that's exactly. that and I bet a bunch of the people line. doing it are the people who are like, "Let's build that fucking wall." Yeah. No. So. No, no. 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 It is. It really <laughs> is the dividing line. May fifth is is very divisive, and it's how you uh, can hitherto identify yourself. So, for example, Natasha, you haven't heard of Cinco de Drinco. Very obviously, what corner you're in then, isn't it? Oh. Is that you're a Star Wars Day person, not a Cinco de Mayo person? Yeah. I'm neither. I, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you have to go and be difficult. Once again, trying to sort also, humans into a binary fails also, utterly. I love that. I love that the phrasing that Kayla used for this right after uh, Max was talking about the people that want to build the wall is that she uses the phrase "the dividing line." Yeah. Yes, that was yeah. very good. That was I very good. Democrats, Republicans, no, no. Mm. Star Wars Day or Cinco de Drinco, baby. Those are the two. Welcome to this and episode you know, of Ringo Zone, where we're on a train, yeah, but know. there were never any rails to begin with. 